0: Chapter 86 Jordan sat in a circle inside the yurt with the others in subdued candlelight. Beautifully colored tapestries and large multicolored embroideries with intricate mandala-like geometric patterns covered the inside walls. The painting on each beam holding up the roof was a unique work of art in itself. Deer antlers, rattles, painted drums, and other shamanic artifacts hung strategically throughout. Stan sat at the head of the circle in a low-slung folding lawn chair dressed all in white with elaborate red, blue, and green embroidery on the front of his pullover shirt. An altar was laid out in front of Don Jose's central spot to his left consisting of a heavy colorful woven textile the size of a welcome mat. Neatly arranged on top of it were the largest black feathers Jordan had ever seen, rattles, quartz, and other minerals and crystals a Tibetan singing bowl, chimes, a couple of cards with saints on them and other religious artifacts. Around it sat colored bottles of what looked like essential oils and a taller bottle of yellow water with a long gold foil-covered neck and a colorful flower-covered label that said Agua de Florida. Lying beside the altar was a bundled palm-leaf rattle stand called a chacapa, and in front of it sat the most formidable object of all a liter-sized bottle of what looked like crankcase oil. The sight of it made Jordan's stomach clench. Beside it sat an elegant silver and inlaid gold-metal shot glass. Jack Scanlon sat beside Don Jose's spot supported by an angled wooden backrest that held him upright. A sleeping bag covered his stretched-out legs. Circling clockwise from there on other backrests sat Cheryl, Rita, Lorenzo, Wesley, and Carl, some with their legs stretched out and others sitting cross-legged. Jordan felt doubly blessed to be sitting next to Stan and across from Rita. Everyone had a red bucket in front of them and paper towels. Stan sat up straight and cleared his throat. Don Jose will be with us shortly. In the meantime, I want to review a few things and answer any last questions you might have. What's it going to feel like at first? Wesley said. What can we expect? Ayahuasca is unpredictable, Stan answered, which is one of the things I like about it. I don't know if there are any statistics, but it has no effect for something like one in every one hundred people, so that's one possibility. Jack leaned forward. So I might not see any colors? Stan grinned. That's possible, but somehow I think that out of everyone here you're not going to have any problem with that. Jack's eyebrows raised, opening his biggest self-satisfied grin yet. He crossed his arms and leaned back. What about vomiting and shitting? Cheryl said in a hushed voice. Don't be overly concerned with that, Stan said, waving his hands. Just go with it if it happens. Believe it or not, it can be a very rewarding experience. That's what your bucket is there for. You may not vomit at all, but no matter how it affects you, hold it down for as long as you can, and if you have it coming out the back end, as no doubt some of you will, we have someone stationed outside to assist you. Your equilibrium can be seriously impaired and walking can be challenging if not impossible, so only go out for that if you have to. Otherwise, don't break the circle. Don't suddenly decide to take a nature walk or admire the moon and the stars. Don Jose will make this a protected circle. It's important to keep its integrity and the energy of this time-honored tradition contained in this safe and sacred space where you can be vulnerable with no danger from the outside world. What if we get caught in a nightmare? Rita asked. Stan held his hand close to his stomach and raised it slowly. Breathe deep through any rough spots. No matter what you think, your experience is temporary. If you find yourself particularly challenged, call for help and either Don Jose or I will come to you. In the end, it's all about the energy and finding a balance with it, no matter how precarious and mercurial it may seem. Don't fight it. That will only send you deeper into the darkness. Though it can be a hellish experience, it is ultimately beneficial. Ayahuasca has the special quality of seeking out and amplifying your deepest fears. Jordan shuddered. Open yourself and surrender to it, Stan continued. But not totally. It's more like a give and take. A dance. The good, the bad, and the ugly, Jack said. Depending on the individual, Stan held his hands out and alternately raised and lowered them, pantomiming a scale. I think of it as dancing between the agony and the ecstasy, the goal being to keep your balance neutral, regardless of what you might be going through. Everyone stayed quiet until Lorenzo spoke up. I'm not sure how to put this, because I have no doubt that we all have our own versions of the heebie-jeebies. He nodded toward Jack, eliciting nervous giggles from the others including our cosmic stormtrooper over there. But can you describe the best mindset to have? Think of it as asking questions, Stan said. Another way of putting it is to set your intention for what you hope to discover, but be prepared for an entirely different answer in ways you may have never suspected. You may even get answers to questions you didn't realize you had. It's one of the wonderful mysteries that La Madre can reveal. The group fell quiet again, taking in what Stan said. When no more questions came, he stood and lit a sweet, exotic-smelling piece of wood until it glowed orange. This is Palo Santo from the Amazon, he said, which means holy wood. The flame went out and fragrant black smoke curled from its end. He went around the circle, fanning smoke over everyone one at a time with a large black feather. Don José, a short, husky, dark-haired, brown-skinned man wearing a white robe with intricate patterns similar to Stan's and a pillbox-style hat, came in and bowed to the group. Buenas noches y bendiciones, he said. Stan returned his greeting and stood. Allow me to introduce my buen amigo y hermano de la selva, Don José. He speaks very little English, but he's a top-notch ayahuasquero. He may not be a master of English, but he is a master of the human heart and spirit. Mucho gusto, Jack said. Don Jose smiled and nodded. Encantada, Rita added. He bowed low to her and came up with a crooked smile and a mischievous twinkle in his eyes. Encantado también, Lorenzo said. Don Jose's smile broadened. He chuckled and saluted Lorenzo, then gave a nod toward Rita and gave Lorenzo a thumbs up, which made everyone laugh. Stepping over to his spot beside Stan, he looked to Cheryl, then the rest of the non-Spanish-speaking members of the group, connecting with each one in turn by making eye contact, ending with Jordan who he looked at, or better looked into, for a little longer than the rest. Jordan gazed back into his dark brown eyes, seeing infinite depth, but behind all that he saw and felt childlike glee. Don Jose gave him another crooked smile and a pat on the shoulder that made Jordan feel special, like they shared some conspiratorial secret. Don Jose is going to open the ceremony with a prayer for help, protection, and a blessing, Stan said after he settled in. Don Jose picked up the bottle of Florida water, took off the cap and put the bottle to his lips, whistling a strange tune into its top. Then he sipped from it and held his hand out, palm up, blowing out a floral-scented spray in each of the four directions, followed by a prayer in a low, impassioned voice. Ayahuasca, ayahuasca, mamakuna shamakuna kayariri. Ayahuasca. Ayahuasca, mamacuna chamacuna kayariri. cura cura cuerpecito, limpia, limpia espiritu. His voice shifted higher, taking on a slight pleading tone. Chachrunita, chachrunita, chachrunita curandera, pintar, pintar las visiones con las colores de la tierra. With this, he blew out a breath, you sound. Then he sat and picked up the bottle of ayahuasca, tilting it back and forth, shaking it. He cracked the cap, holding the bottle close to his lips like he had with the Florida water and whispered, blew, and whistled a similar strange tune into it. With Stan's help he filled the silver and gold shot glass, blew and prayed over that, and nodded to Jack Scanlon, who crawled from his spot and kneeled before Don Jose taking the proffered glass. Holding it up, he said, Salud! He downed it, holding the cup straight upward and tapping it a few times before setting it down. When he crawled back to his seat, Stan picked up the glass and wiped the dark brown, viscous ayahuasca from it. Jordan caught his first whiff of it and wrinkled his nose, thinking that it smelled like vomit itself. At first he had felt special and lucky to be sitting next to Stan, but Don Jose was working his way clockwise around the circle, which meant that Jordan had to watch Cheryl, Rita, Lorenzo, Wesley, and Carl drink before he did, which increased his trepidation. Cheryl gagged twice trying to get it down and gagged a few more times getting back to her seat. Rita grimaced, pinching her face in revulsion and gagging once. Lorenzo drank his stoically, making only a slight grimace. Carl and Wesley both looked Jordan in the eye and nodded before gagging and belching their doses down and shaking their heads after they drank. By the time Jordan's turn came, he felt chilled and his palms were slick with sweat. He crawled over and kneeled in front of Don Jose, who poured the shot glass full, sang and blew over it and handed it to him, looking him in the eye nodding encouragement. Jordan caught a whiff of it and stifled a gag, then took a deep breath and looked to Stan, who winked. Thicker than a milkshake, he tipped it fully upright, letting the bitter sludge pour down his throat, gagging when he felt a few chunks. It caught in his throat as if his body refused to accept it, and he had a moment of panic where he thought he might puke it up. It remained stuck for a long moment, permeating his taste buds until he forced it down. The vile, crankcase-oil-tasting concoction hit his stomach like a bitter rock and sat there burning. He went back to his spot and sipped water to wash the nasty taste from his mouth, but it persisted the same way he imagined used motor oil would. Looking over, he glimpsed Don Jose and Stan taking their doses, but it made him want to puke, so he closed his eyes and sat as still as possible feeling the burn penetrating his stomach along with a rising sense of nausea. Keeping his eyes closed seemed to contain it some. After a few uncomfortable minutes, he opened his eyes and saw that they had extinguished the candle, putting the yurt in semi-darkness. He glimpsed the shadowy forms of the others and closed his eyes again to wait. After a period of near silence, Don José sang softly, sometimes whistling, sometimes whispering. With each passing moment, Jordan felt his body and mind grow heavy, as if someone had laid a wet blanket over him. The burning in his stomach intensified until it felt like he had a knife in his stomach and his body grew hot, causing him to sweat, but his hands and feet felt ice cold. He opened his eyes and closed them again, sensing no difference between the two, so he kept them closed, battling his queasiness using all of his willpower to keep the lid on the simmering pot of his stomach. Behind his eyelids he saw the beginnings of chiaroscuro spiderwebbed patterns and movement that seemed to have a life of their own. And they felt alien. Forcing himself to breathe in slow and deep, the low-level fireworks felt like half-hidden shadow monsters creeping toward him, filling him with dread. Don Jose broke into a full-throated song about ayahuasca mamacuna that triggered deep guttural purges from the group. Jordan's stomach retched like a meat hook had sunken into it, then he vomited harder than he could ever remember, sending him spinning off into dizzy, overwhelming explosions of bright indescribable colors, patterns, thoughts, and emotions that came too fast and too numerous to make any sense of.